0: Well, hello! Once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection, broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse Steamverse from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Thax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. With me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and with us today, Master Blue Stocking from the <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse podcast. So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely. Guess what
1: this is about? Thank you for listening to the Texas Theme Punk Connection.
0: Oh, that was
2: great.
1: That was wonderful.
2: I told you I was you, trying to get fancy.
1: You've been busy.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, welcome to the show. I'd like to uh, shout out immediately to uh, our friends, Thomas, Mick and Rita, who have already chimed in and are commenting <laughs> in the comments there on Facebook. Uh, How's everybody doing?
0: Doing pretty good. Surviving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> getting through. And uh, we were talking about getting our uh, education or not. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. oh
0: Yes. Completely. Totally.
1: Yeah. It All is, the education. That is something that is entirely personal and I would never push one person one way or the other because that is a big decision.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I a college dropout myself.
1: Hey. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that either. I was too until... I was 36, so, yeah. You
2: know. That I, I did go back to school At about that age Except not to college I, I went to uh, ITT uh, Which does exist anymore Really? Yeah. Are they gone? They are gone um, Was unaccredited uh, And uh, they, they tried to pl- downplay that But they were going to get you a job right out of school And blah blah blah, I promise, promise uh, But it actually worked out for me um, By the time I was in my final Six week set of classes. I had gotten a job through another student who was going to school with me. And, you know, it's a good place to, to they call that network.
1: Network. Yep. Uh,
2: if you're at least in a class with a few people who are taking it seriously, um, but it was definitely not the same experience as college. <laughs> um, but it paid off. Um, it was it was expensive compared really? to I'd gone to uh, what was Southwest Texas State. Uh, straight out of high school, and uh, ITT was by the hour more expensive than Southwest, uh, but it was only a, you know I get in and out in two years, so that that was part of the the value of paying more. You could get out and go back to work faster. Okay,
1: so I always thought they were less expensive than conventional college, so I thought that was part of the draw. Was the
2: um, I'm sure that they are less expensive uh, per course because they're pushing courses. Pushing you through courses much faster.
1: How many were you taking a semester? Okay, other semesters, or is no. it just? No, it's oh, it's, okay.
2: uh, it's six weeks, and six weeks, and six weeks, and six weeks until you're done. Oh. There's no summer. There's no vacation.
0: There's no summer. There's no summer anymore. <laughs> All the parts of college you hate condensed down into something barely obtainable. I oh, know. Hard to swallow. <laughs>
1: but you get through it fast. I mean,
2: right, right. That was, that was the push really to get through it fast and get into a career, which actually worked for me. Uh, but I, I, the exception, uh, not the rule. Um, But yeah, I was able to pay off my student loans and, uh, I, I I guess I was lucky, uh, much luckier than, than when I tried to do the, the actual college thing, I found that it was because it was slower, uh, and there were so many other distractions. I was younger, and my ADHD made it mm-hmm. really impossible to get what I felt like I should have been accomplishing. Yeah, so,
1: no, I get it. That's why I couldn't do it either back then. I was nineteen when I started, and I dropped out after a semester and a half. You know,
2: I was more stubborn than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took my sophomore year three times. Ooh,
1: wow. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I, by by the third year, I was like. Freshman year, I made it through. Sophomore year, not so much. By the third year, I was take, retaking the classes from the second year, uh, and not doing much better. So yeah. uh, that's, that's when I gave it up. Yeah, it's when you got it.
0: was my was my hardest point. And math? Uh, no, it's not even math. It's simple math. The hard part is reading the paragraph. Well, the pages worth of paragraphs figuring out what the question honestly is, because most of what you're doing in the first set of uh, classes is auditing questions. So basically, you're trying to figure out what they did wrong because the books don't match. And so, which, Uh. yeah, first off, yes. Um, Second year of accounting is a breeze because it's pretty much what I already do with like steam chested and whatnot. It's like, it's cost of goods accounting. It's like, You take raw material. Well, now you've crushed it up into usable material. How much does it cost now? And then, oh, you move it to the next section of like, oh, now you've made it into ingots or something. Now, what does it cost at this point? What does it cost at the next step in the production line, each step? And for some odd reason, a lot of accountants have a hard time with that kind of accounting. But I'm an industrialist, apparently, because that was just that was my that was my shit. I like, oh, man, I got this. I had a question in my for my professor and I was sitting in her office and she had two other uh, two other people in front of me waiting for questions. And they were talking about this. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that is. is So easy. So she comes out after talking to another professor or another another student. And she's like, Frank, why are you why are you working with my with my uh, master levels what are you doing? Why are you teaching my master's class here? You know, my master's students. I'm almost like, they don't understand cost accounting. I got it. They're helping me with the questions I have on freaking auditing. I don't understand. So it was fantastic. She thought that was hilarious because here I am, not doing a great job in her class, but in her class, students.
1: No. Sometimes you find something that, you know, clicks in your, in your brain. Math does. I have dyscalculia. So I took developmental math and then my core, my actual core requirement was math for liberal arts, which is basically how to count your tips and balance your checks, checkbook. And they and should be was... teaching that in high school. <laughs> like literally. It, was, it was actually a really helpful class, but yeah, that was the highest. Yeah. I, I am in the humanities for a reason. I don't do science and numbers, not my, Yeah nope
2: i was really oh. good at math but i took one accounting class at at southwest and it wrecked me yeah, not no. because of math but because all of these forms all of these bizarre useless intricate what are these forms for how are they supposed to go together i don't know where your debits
0: and credits backwards <laughs> oh my god Oh, no. It's because when you're looking at it from the perspective of your customer or are you, are you the bank in this question, if you're the bank, a credit is a debit. And if you're a customer, the credit's a debit. It's backwards. And oh, so half the time you're looking at the question, trying to just figure out what side of the question do you stand on from your perspective? And it was always entertaining. I actually messed it up completely my first semester because they had it taught by someone they brought in to teach because they had more people taking accounting that one year than um, than they had teachers. So they took a graduate student who graduated the year prior to come in and teach it and utterly wrecked my whole idea on it. I had to take accounting one three times. Oh, no. You know, like, like undo the damage she did. And then yeah. actually learn it by a guy named Dr. Sunderman who sundered your grade and... Yeah, you, you you were allowed to you were allowed to make this mistake twice in a test, and then other than that, you were failed. He created accountants though, but what was hilarious is his his doctorate was in the clarinet, and he never actually t- did counting in the real world except for his church. So, uh, so I found a different professor after him to teach me accounting for the third time, and that was a woman who um, her name was her first name was Nazi N A Z I. And so first off, oh, I didn't no. choose her to begin with. And it's actually pronounced <laughs> Nazi.
1: Nazi, yeah.
0: But it, it it was one of those things you're looking at, you're reading, like, which professors are you gonna take? Well, I'm definitely <laughs> skipping that one. And <laughs> honestly, I should have taken it from her because she was awesome. She she actually worked in New York for like 20 years and at like these major firms. And so she had all this just knowledge and you could get her easily off track and just talk about whatever any you know for about 20 minutes. I took accounting too in a summer semester. So we were in there for six hours a day. And then then we were in the library for another six hours a day. I picked up smoking for two weeks during this time period with my good friend I was with and Randy and I would go out like during the breaks and sit out and start smoking. And then she would come out and start smoking. And then we were not allowed to talk about accounting while we were out there. And then after that, we went back inside and then basically tortured ourselves for the 20, 30 minutes. But it it was (laughs) i look back on it. It was fun. And <laughs> I, I recommend it to anybody who likes self-torture and wants to awesome.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing this uh, was back in the... Jack, could you go back to talking to your your guest, Faye? Uh, her devices are not connected.
0: Yeah. And
2: she needs I'm... to give herself... Her computer needs to get permissions... She needs to, to allow use it. use them on the site. It should just be a button. Yeah.
0: yeah. And she's been sending me some things, and it's like her Chrome device is having issues. But is she actually in yeah. the waiting room at the moment?
2: um she's listed but it's, there's a big warning sign that says device is not connected device is not
0: yeah it should have just popped up and wow. i wish i had more time on this before <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, um she may want to uh uh reload the website re- reload the web page if it's not asking her for those permissions just to to get it to re restart Yeah.
1: yeah she do shuts that. down the browser
2: yeah i don't, I don't even have to shut down the browser I just need to like uh, reload the page and it should hopefully meanwhile <laughs> we'll talk about what we're drinking who's okay. <laughs> talking you drinking anything
1: i am um uh, angry orchard which is my favorite but i got oh. the harvest Fall pack and so i got the sinful <laughs> it's supposed to be cinnamony but it's kind of like a vaguely cinnamony candy apple so
2: okay yeah I mean, it's not
1: bad yeah that sounds pretty good I was expecting more of a cinnamon punch, you know, like mm. burn my face, but it's all right.
2: Oh, so you're looking for uh, like a uh, uh, angry balls?
1: <laughs> or, I was gonna say fireball.
2: <laughs> right,
0: it's Speaking of fireball,
2: angry orchard, and fireball together. It's uh, <laughs> an so angry balls. I
0: don't know. It sounds like it sounds like a, a an arsonist's night, well, an arsonist's dream, right there. <laughs> Let's go, let's go let like, an orchard on fire. Can you imagine how well that would smell? It's like uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving.
2: I was wandering Christmas around and despair. Uh, Las Vegas at their, their one and only steampunk convention. Uh, and uh, me and everybody who was with me was drinking Angry Balls, and we got so smashed. So many stories to tell from that weekend. Oh, it's great. But that, that'll that mess you up.
1: Yeah, it sounds like
2: high, it. Higher alcohol than just the cider and the fish. Yeah. So it's. Uh,
1: that's a hangover, yeah. The sugars that'll wreck your brain in the morning. Well, well, what are you drinking, Bex? Uh
2: I am. I am not drinking alcohol tonight. Really? Tribute to Rita, who doesn't drink alcohol. Um, I am drinking. I am drinking tea from my favorite mug. <laughs> the mustache. Uh, I am drinking uh, Winter Smoke, which is their their br- labeled their branded title for uh, a Russian Caravan. Yep which is rich, dark, uh, smoky tea. Um, the last time I made it was the first time that I made it with tea, as opposed to putting it in whiskey. Um, <laughs> and I'm sitting at the table with, with Erica, and she's like, do you smell a campfire? Is something burning?
0: And I just, no. My tea is on fire. What, who's, who makes it? Um, Punk Teas. Thanks ah, dinner. okay. Yeah, uh, you can get, usually
2: I get a, a few of their samples with my steam chest delivery once a month nice uh,
1: cuz i usually get adagio and they have um, a bonfire tea that smells like yeah it has that same mm. nice
0: woody yeah wood smoky smell so you can go to their website and you can order like a massive $20 10 of this okay or you can like, get it it's only like $11 well it is plus <laughs> shipping these days but i mean like I mean, it's delicious and it's worth it if you know what you want. That's the one thing with Steam Chest is that we send out these little tens. And it's like two or three cups that you can have out of these little tens. Plus, they're an awesome little ten for whatever reason. And, I mean, Thack probably has them running around all over his house. With them. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, they're the perfect size for using for, like... Um, like battery packs and whatnot for gear that you want to light up. You can easily drill holes in them and close it. They're it's an encasement, so it's easy to hide and keep, you know keep keep all your stuff together. Put your mustache also, wax in it? Yeah, mustache wax, <laughs> cyanide pills, and all the kind of fun stuff. Anything you need. Anything you need. <laughs> <laughs> your your radioactive leeches that the necro professor happens to just leave around at your house when he's there, <laughs> bastard never get those out of the rug but uh, jack you got a drink yes i do uh speaking of fireball it's not fireball but i'm pulling out the uh, 1835 uh, bourbon and it's How? got the cinnamon whiskey mm-hmm. liquor and so it's not as it's, it's not as angry as fireball whiskey not as balls to the got wall the heavy, like melange feel to it so i've been really enjoying dune like hitting up my uh <laughs> my, my 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 cinnamon stuff. It's this is a lot more cinnamony, and so it's it's not like it's gonna burn you to death, but it definitely tastes like Christmas, and it would be fantastic in hot chocolate. Like I'm looking forward to it getting cold. Yeah, soon, hopefully, maybe.
2: Any update on your uh, your guest Faye? There? So
0: she's every time she goes to it. Oh wait, there's it's just showing like it's the login to the actual website. Like start an account, but uh, I think I'm see what cool. let's see.
2: I, I uh, you're using the same link that I sent you, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have just uh, kicked her from the stream because she wasn't there anyway. But if that was causing a problem, maybe that'll fix it.
0: I don't know. I see she's got, yeah, she's got. She sent me a screenshot of what's going on, and it, it looks like she's got some shields at the bottom of the screen. Or the computer's like, mean for this to be taken over? I'm like, tell them yes. <laughs> Agree to everything. <laughs> Agree to everything. <laughs> we'll read the fine print later. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I have a lot of contracts like that you don't know it's all right it's all right it's cool let's worry about the details later it's a firefight you want my help you sign on the dotted line i shoot the people and we'll figure out what it actually says other afterwards okay yeah, that escalated <laughs> always escalates quickly in here
2: <laughs> hello johanna uh who's drinking hot
0: chocolate or bourbon or both both you know, is good hot chocolate bourbon why isn't that a thing yet it is at my house I mean, okay, so I, maybe not in the same bottle If and it does sound <laughs> pretty bad like take t- to buy it as that way. Outside of unless it was like bourbon flavored hot chocolate made by the people who do um the hell. I can't it come. The Irish cream Baileys? Yeah. See? That would they be have one. I actually have Yeah, I think the, they do. I have some red velvet cake. Baileys is right there. Oh, that's good. Oh, yes. It, I mean, I like it, red velvet. But... Huh? If you I like, like red, red velvet, it's good. There's something about, for some odd reason, there's a specific flavor that, that is different than just chocolate cake that the red dye that comes from makes, it. If people don't know that, red dye comes from a beetle that climbs on cactuses. That explains why it's in German chocolate cake. Actually, no, it is illegal <laughs> to use in food in many other countries because a lot of people are allergic to it. So you find out that you're allergic to red food, it's most likely because of that dye. The dye. Yep. The more you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they used to use red dye in M&M's, a certain red dye in M&M's, and then had to stop, I think. That's they, why M- red M&M's were gone for a while in the 70s. Yeah, because then... they were
0: getting away from using a Ah, okay. Yeah. Something a little more eco-friendly than let's just terrorize a whole bunch of red beetles and grind them up like some twisted, tormented acuna Matata. I will never eat red M&M's again. Well, no, no, they're, they're, now, they're now okay. I think actually the M&Ms aren't, in my head. <laughs> aren't most M&M's almost vegan these days? I I think I could be wrong. don't quote me on that, but I think that there is yeah I can neither
1: confirm nor deny
0: yeah well that's that that just goes with me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's still having issues. I may reschedule her for sure. okay, um bummer
1: yeah, that's too bad. I was looking forward to that.
0: and she's fun. she's a lot of fun. barrel of monkeys fun. <laughs> Fit right in just just right over here or over here there's a lot of blank space on either side of me i, I my my ego can take all this space i just like to share it so you're a giver <sighs> yeah so uh, do we have homework um
2: i know what jack's bringing
0: y- um. yes actually i have two things because oh, i want watched- well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to wait and, be, and wait until C, because I don't know if anyone else is going to talk about that, because I already have a thing I want to talk about, unless no one else about it. So.
1: I do have Please. home. Yeah, I, it's what I, <clears throat> I had two for last time, but I obviously I only did the one, so I have something for tonight, too.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I have what Jack has, but when I found out Jack had I had to find another thing, so <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, Blue Stocking, since you've been holding on to yours since two weeks ago... <laughs> Do you want to uh, reveal sure. it before it goes stale? Okay.
1: Yeah, um, there is, if you know, okay, it's a book, obviously, um, because it's me. There is an author called Natasha Pulley, and a few years ago, she wrote the do, 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 the watchmaker of Filigree Street, which oh, was about, um, it was
2: about a... Oh, no. I pushed the wrong button. Sorry. Oh, do? Do?
0: Switched this all around. It's like I'm a Brady Bunch all of a sudden. Oh, there we go. I figured it out.
2: <laughs> oh
1: Now it's me. My head is very big. Okay. Um, Natasha Pulley wrote The Watchmaker of Filigree Street a few years ago. And it was about a, a, Lond- a clerk in London who ends up with this pocket watch that ends up saving. It's a magical pocket watch. It saves his life. So he tries to figure out where it came from. And he meets the watchmaker who is... Uh, a japanese a japanese watchmaker and the watchmaker is special he can see time in a way that other people can't and so great many adventures ensue and they end up falling in love which obviously is not acceptable in late 19th century London society so they have to keep things on the down low but um she wrote that and then he followed it up with a book called the lost future of pepper harrow where they have to travel to japan um she wrote another book after that, but the recent one, the one that I actually want to talk about, it's called The Kingdoms. And basically, Natasha Pulley loves alternate histories. So this is in England where the French won at Waterloo. And England is now an occupied country. But the problem is that the main character, he gets off the train at what's supposed to be King's Cross Station. But it's, it's in French. It's Garde du Roi. I can't speak French. But he gets off the train station, has no memory of who he is. None. But and so he gets taken in and he finds out that there's this, that this is a particular type of amnesia, but he has memories of the way England is supposed to be and the wife that he's supposed to have. And so it's, it's steampunk adjacent, but it's, I'm not very far into it because I haven't had a lot of time, but it is so good because he's trying to figure out how England became, you know, went from the England that he knew to a 19, you know, to a French colony, but true to form, all the rebels are in Scotland. And they're the ones that are rebelling against the French occupation, but all through England, the street signs are in French. Um, the government is entirely French. If you're caught speaking English, then you are suspect and they may come for you. So it's, it is really, really good. Like I said, I'm not very far into it yet, but she's really good at writing the alternate history. And uh, you know, we've got to figure out how the world changed and you know, whether what Joe is seeing in his head, is actually the way it's supposed to be and not the world that he's in now. So hmm, that's wow. my homework. Yeah, it's she's a she, Natasha Pulley is excellent at the alternate history and her first three books. Um, they kind of all tied together in loose and weird ways. So I'm as the further I get into this, I'm hoping that this one is going to connect to the other three, like something happened with the Watchmaker that changed the world, maybe. I don't know yet, but yeah, her book. I highly recommend all of her books. She's got four of them, and they uh, they are excellent.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: okay. so good. They're they're bonkers, all of them.
2: <laughs> and and she's it? she's a historian, uh, or or does a lot of historical research.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. More,
2: more than I would understand. So she'll you know keep me strung along because yeah. I've read some books that were supposed to be sort of historical fictions. And I, knowing very little, was <laughs> immediately turned off by how not historical or, or accurate it, they were. They're kind of goofy.
1: Yeah, these but are definitely you,
2: alternate. I, I I, expect, you know, she must be pretty good. These are good. definitely
1: alternate histories. Um, and the, the first, like I said, The Watchmaker of Filigree Street, The he sees time. He sees all permutations. Like, Doctor the whole Doctor Strange thing where he saw, you know, every... Kato Shimizu sees all of time, every permutation of what can happen. So it makes his life really difficult, makes it hard to find love, and it makes it hard to even just, you know, exist, because he knows everything that's going to happen. And so that's how the... Yeah, it's... So the new one is Kingdom, and it's really good, but all of them are... They're just... They're well-written, and they're beautiful, and, you know, her characters are... I think they're very well-written and they're very believable, even in these unbelievable situations. They're human.
0: I like books that make humans, (laughs) right?
1: I mean, sometimes people just come across as so two-dimensional on the page, you know, and so she's got a lot of depth to them.
0: I have a lot to, I have actually have a lot to talk about that here shortly on my product as well. One reason I love it so much.
1: Well, that's my homework.
2: Very well. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. I was, I was uh, sort of, Half on another page looking for the kingdom, but all I find is the movie, which has nothing to do with what you're talking about.
1: Um yeah, the so the author is Natasha Pulley, P U L L E Y.
2: Oh, see, Google Yeah, and this like I said, this latest
1: on, one is on, the kingdoms.
2: Oh, okay, that's my mistake. Gosh. Yep. Cool.
0: Okay. The kingdoms, Natasha Pulley. Got it. All right. Good report. There's a link even Wow, we're so professional.
1: We are getting fancy. <laughs> you can find it
0: on Amazon forward slash Kingdoms dash Natasha dash Pulley, and that should pull it right out. Those of you who can't see the screen, because I know we have some. Of-
2: you know, just Google it, but but don't look for Jamie Fox. That's the wrong one. <laughs> That's the
0: wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to go or shall I go?
2: Um, I'll go. I'm quick, and I know you've got all sorts of things to chew on. Um, I just wanted to bring up. Uh, if you remember Cirque du Soleil, before the shutdown, we all couldn't go out anymore. Uh, they had this uh, steampunk-inspired show called Curios. It's not mm. new. Uh, it came out in 2014, but uh, they, they've recently started uh, touring again. Really? Performing it again, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, I happened across it again uh, through Steampunk Explorer, which I cannot recommend enough. It's the website. Uh, a website yeah. with the, the latest news. Um but it is uh we, we went to see it when we when we had the chance. Uh they were coming through and uh, we saw it in Houston. And uh, live is is just you know the best way to see it. Um
0: Where all the so, dancers like a big cog like like cogs in a machine.
2: Uh yeah, yeah. Uh they there's a lot of props, a lot of uh Uh, gears and you know, old typewriters and and turbines and light bulbs and stuff. Really? Um, I love Cirque
1: du Soleil. I saw them in Las Vegas in '95. They're so amazing live.
2: Uh, This one's about a 19th century inventor who uh encounters characters from another dimension, uh, including a handyman and an aviator and uh, weird deep sea creatures and. All sorts of cool stuff. Um, That's I wish I could.
1: awesome. Wait, what's the name of it? The show?
2: Curious.
0: K-U-R-I-O-S. I remember hearing about this and was very happy about it, but I've not actually seen it. I'm going to have to see if I can find some bootleg YouTube on it. <laughs> uh, you know, the shaky cam boot, 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 bootleg YouTube. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was obviously hiding in some guy's armpit who, like, halfway turned.
1: Oh, Cabin of Curiosities. That's amazing.
0: Hmm. And oh. uh, yeah, I'm just going to
2: search uh, to uh backslash curious. Uh, but what's cool, uh, particularly to me right now, is I was I was going through YouTube like I do all day because I don't like my job, and I <laughs> found the whole thing streaming on YouTube. Really? It's obviously it's not as good as going to see it live.
0: Yeah. But
2: but it's there and it's free on YouTube right now. Oh. Uh, hmm. So. That's pretty. Yeah. So that's that's sort of my report or my <laughs> suggestion to go look for, um, even though it's it's not new, but it is now available again.
1: It's new to is, me.
2: Which is fine. <sighs> so by all means, check that out.
0: We you shall. Can. I, I will, actually. I want to be an yeah. Thank it's you for bringing that back to our attention.
2: It's about an hour and a half long, so uh, either give yourself that much time or watch it in segments. Okay
0: okay i guess it's up to me now i'm gonna carry us home i got 30 minutes to do it no joking (laughs) (laughs) well i know Thax has watched it and i was very happy about it on on the 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 thing so i'm happy he didn't decide nope i'm going to talk about it since i watched first but uh talk about it (laughs) as long as it's being talked about we're okay so those of you who've been on netflix lately have probably come across this thing called arcane and it is an animated TV show based on a game called League of Legends. Well, oh. the game is actually a, it's the right word for it? It's based on an old map in an older game called Warcraft 3. And it, the way the map worked, this, ha- this actually does come back around, so just bear with me. I didn't
1: here. know they were connected, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, well, there was a custom map you could play in Warcraft 3, which... If, everyone, if anyone has ever played it, it's, an, it's a real-time strategy game where you're top-down looking at all your units, and you can control them, You know, tell them where to go and do whatnot. Well, some modder group got together and said, let's make this map where there's three trails that meet at different ways on this map, but they're all about even. And there's little troops that run out and basically cancel themselves out in the middle of the map. And so you, as the one unit you can now control, you can now go get upgrades and have killed enough of these other units and kind of push the wave up into the enemy's territory, and you take down their castles. Well, they took that idea and decided to make an entire game out of it, which is now an entire genre of game called MOBA, uh, mobile. I'm, I'm a gamer, and I play them, and I don't remember what it stands for, but um, essentially it's five on five, and your job as the hero is to push the you know to push the the initiative and win by. Out foxing the other team and getting you know making sure they make all the mistakes and you win. Well, the funny thing about all this is that it's a really simplistic idea. I mean, there's plenty of strategy involved in the actual game. Don't though. Let me tell you, it's 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 easy, but it's actually very hard and very fun and very rewarding and also very um, well. Depending on the group you're playing with, can be very toxic. Uh, League of Legends is also known to be one of the most toxic uh, gaming environments ever because you can actually yell at the other team, which you can't do that. The mm. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So now it's all of a sudden you can just imagine the, the hate speech going back and forth. However, I think they fixed some of that. Um, they're trying to change their image. And the movie is actually, or the TV show is actually based on a lot of the lore of the characters. Because every time they bring out new characters, you're just like, oh, here's a, here's a dude with a steam-powered axe. That's cool. <laughs> it's nicer if you actually have, like, well, here's his entire backstory. And he actually talks with, and they get together with this person. And they go do whatever over here with, and they fight off this other bad guy, which you can also play. And so it's very integrated in a very MCU-type Marvel way. Or I would like to say more like Magic the Gathering. The card, the card game is one thing, but the lore around the game, which I've played a lot of the cards, um, is very deep, and all the stories of the the world, the lore, the elves, the dwarves, all that stuff comes around, and that's really about how this is working, is it's revolving around some of the more famous, more of the more famous characters, and like the one up on the screen here is Jinx. She's apparently she's got some issues, but she's a very popular <laughs> character, and. Uh, I really like the world in which they have built now i'm being told by one of my friends who apparently was a he played this game a little bit uh, he was ranked 10th in the world for the character he played for a good amount of time and uh, he played poppy which is another character with very large hammer and is very short but um i haven't run into her very much yet but i'm in my playing of the game however the storyline that actually is going on in this is that there is no magic but suddenly a guy is saved with his with his mother from freezing to death by this wizard just comes out of nowhere drops them in a different dimension and then pulls them back into their dimension somewhere else just and they're saved and ever since then as a small child he's been like just stuck on how did this work and has almost cracked the code of figuring out magic in a very mathematical way and that's Kind of talking—that's his plot line. His rise to power is—is is this uh, hex tech thing he's got going. Well, then there's the underground and all the stuff going on there with the um, all like there's a gangster. There's a, there's a there's a gang war going on essentially, and so a bunch of different pieces are moving really fast in the beginning, and where a lot of your characters are young at this time, getting caught up in it. Like um, basically, the leader of their faction dies, and they're having to be displaced and hide from the other faction that's moving in. And then it kind of cuts to a couple of years later and you start seeing the changes that were brought and a bunch of your characters are kind of coming back out of the woodwork and becoming important again to the storyline. And I really like it because it hits these different levels. You have the high society and you know it's the classic, you know, everyone's wearing white, it's all clean, it's very coruscant Up above, everything is bright, and future is being able to be seen. New technology is obviously very apparent because there's this massive building, and it's blue, and it does cool stuff like shoot airships across the world. And, you know, it's easy to see that where the future is going. But the fact that this is also steampunk, and what happens to when you have that much progress, you're obviously having to dump your dead body somewhere, or the chemicals, or whatever your byproduct of of progress is. And that's running downhill to essentially what they call, I think, like cross the bridge. It's the working, yeah. And so it's the it's the area that's not clean. It's dirty. It's grime. It's hidden. It looks very. I'm, I'm going to use this word. I'm going to use it because it fits. It feels like I was walking around in Cyberpunk 2077, but in steam in steampunk. Like they had neon lights. They were off the, It was obviously you know neon lights but done in such a way that would make sense for the time for the time period and the technology. The body modifications that a lot of people had were very steampunk and very well thought through. It wasn't just like, I'm gonna draw this big brassy thing with a hinge. No <laughs> the intricate bits, the movement. like that, that was the one thing. I want to know if they actually had all this modeled on actual people for the movements because all the movements are very good and very well done. The face, the facial structure, the facial movements for the emotions was just, un, it, it wasn't uncanny valley. It was beyond it. It was still very, it was still had that comic bit to it where you can obviously tell it's it's drawn or it looks like a, well, the whole freaking show looks like a, a, an oil painting in movement, but I don't know. One of the characters is crying and she starts having the gut-wrenching sobs and it felt real. Like the, the voice actor was perfect. It wasn't just like the whole little anime teehee, I'm going to put my hands over my face and, you know, ball in my hands. This was obvious pain and well done. And just all the characters have this ability. You can look in their eyes and there's just this belief and trust and truth. And it feels weird. It feels like there's actually a person there and not an animated figure. And so I'm really wondering if they had ray tracing, not ray tracing, what the hell, uh, facial tracing for it. But uh, I I Uh, see that's twitching.
2: Um the, the Net, Netflix has broken these down into three episode segments Thanks. that they're releasing three at a time. Mm-hmm. So you can't watch the whole show yet. Yeah, uh, you can watch the first three and then just this week they released the second three.
0: I've already watched and them all.
2: I, well, <laughs> ooh, you watched six. Okay, so did I. Um and my my first impression or my first thoughts when watching the first three was that this was a very sort of rote uh, set of plots. You know, you got your, your, your upper class versus the lower class and there's a class struggle. And mm-hmm. um, they got some gangs of New York sort of stuff going in there and there's nothing really new, but as Jack was saying, they did it so good. They, the, I don't think, I don't think it was a uh, rotoscope. I think the, they just have really good artists yeah. And uh, um, high resolution uh, um, animations that are very smooth and clean—it's—it's it's just really,
0: really good. They paid <laughs> a lot of attention to how someone's face works, and really were able to pull it off. And then the technology really works. And there's technology they haven't even explained yet. And there's—and and they may not.
2: I mean, yeah, this I don't really, care. It's I'm just happy right with
0: the fact that, like, <laughs> a new character walks in. And all of a sudden, like part of their shoulder, like opens up, and there's this tube of purple stuff, and you can see the obvious purple stuff drain into their shoulder, and the thing pops back in, and you can see that they're all pissed off and about to kick your ass. You're like, oh, well, well, this is new. (laughs) This is going to be painful, and you know, just proceeds to like literally chunk all your characters overhanded through walls. And I mean, you know, they, it's. I don't know. There's enough in it that made me feel like when I was watching Sherlock Holmes, I think it was the second one, the one where they're after the literally like the little device. The, um, it's a switch, essentially, or a radio beacon thing. There was the, the technology at the time that's going to set off the, the bomb, but it was just always like the little like the little vignette stories of every time he shows up at a new place and the way that all the interactions work with the characters. And then the music is perfect too. Um, they got Imagine Dragons to do the music and uh so it is that took me
2: some time to to get used to i felt <laughs> that, that that kind of it felt weird sort
0: of <laughs> but it feels fishy. right like,
2: but but i'm getting i'm getting used to it.
0: <laughs> so uh i really do feel like they were able to pull a, a pull together a version of steampunk that wasn't just the this is obviously a fantasy story we just added technology to it and glued some gears on yeah, it didn't feel like they glued gears in it, like the way everything felt like it was naturally baked in together. And we're running into a lot of heads here. You have the, the industrial complex. You have the people living in the dark, the dark grunge. And it really felt like kind of a cyberpunk world, but done right for like what steampunk was. You had a very vibrant underground and it wasn't just a whole bunch of people running around in dirty clothes um it which is what I get from a lot of movies that are doing the underground thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, people have color. People will like people have their little things they'll do. And this is very this is very much like every character has something to them. Even even the the generalist I guess the the the, the grunt police officers, each one is a little different. Their 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 armor is a little different. and so I'm I'm very happy to see that it wasn't just like oh, we're just gonna have you know cgi stormtroopers the entire time but like one of them gets their their face mask ripped off and i don't think i've ever seen that guy since there was you know he had a face and now hopefully he's a character later i don't know he might and uh <laughs> he might be dead but <laughs> And also, from the game perspective, all the characters that they're showing that are playable are free to play right now for the release of the TV show. So it's kind of everyone—they're getting a whole new group of people in the, interested in the game. Um, and so, I didn't know
2: anything about League of Legends up until now. This is my introduction to
0: yeah to that. No, and that's and that's, that's I follow kind of the cosplayers you're a lot too. Yeah,
2: I follow cosplayers who are clearly more hip on the trends than I am, and I'm like. <laughs> That's who that is!
0: Yeah, that's Jinx! Well, Obviously, that the girl you're... with a mile worth of freaking braided hair. Like, wow, that must be even longer that's if she unbraided boring. it. But
1: uh... Yeah, I've heard of it, but I didn't know anything
0: about it, so now I yeah. kind of
1: want to watch it.
2: And I, I feel like nobody really, based on what Jax told me of the, the uh, background of League of Legends, there's nothing to know, Right.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a
2: pl- story or plot up until now. There's no now.
0: plot to the game other than PvP on a map that's the same that literally hasn't changed much since World of Warcraft.
2: So and... they're establishing canon from from nothing right now. It's kind of exciting.
0: Yeah. No, go. the whole well actually there's all there is a book like this thick on the lore for all the characters and how their stories interact. So there is they're not pulling this out of thin air. They're just writing it down and putting it into story form now in a ah. coherent fashion other than just let's go read Jinx's stuff or let's go read Jace's uh, storyline and see how it interacts with all of them. they're actually putting a timeline to it where they're making it work, which is what I'm very interested in because a lot of the characters we've seen aren't the characters they are in the game yet. And so I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they transform because...
2: So I, I haven't played have the game a
0: lot either, but I'm enjoying all this. I have a
2: question because you, you know a little more about the game or maybe that history than I do, because I know nothing. But in the first three episodes, with a few exceptions, everybody is human. Mm-hmm. There's that high council the, the governors. One of them is this scientist who's been alive forever, it's a tiny guy with big whiskers. He's clearly not human. And there's another one who's some sort of a robot or a cyborg.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the really thin dude with the mouth thing.
2: Right. But but everybody else is a human, I think. But
0: there are some and, moments where you'll see other people. Of,
2: the second set of episodes, three, four through six. Yeah. You, you're suddenly introduced. You're, you're back in the lanes, the lower class, and there are a lot of fish people.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> just kind of out of nowhere. Why? Why? What happened?
0: <laughs> so here's the thing on that. Why uh, fish as, people? I was being, as I was being told why? a little bit, that we're only seeing one city on this planet. And so there are a lot of other cities where a lot of the characters will come from. And one of them is very Roman and it doesn't have the technological, uh, the technological bit of this city does. So therefore it's very much still Centaurian Centurion Republic essentially. And there's a couple of the characters that have come from there that were um, gladiators that are in the game. Um, so I know there are more worlds that we haven't really seen yet. TV show for sure. We're only looking at okay. one city state essentially. So between and... the first
2: set and the second set of episodes, um, I- I'm not really spoiling any important plot points. But uh, magic and technology are being merged, which has allowed them to open portals to other places. They don't mm-hmm. really talk about where those other places are, but are can we assume that this this these fish people are are. Uh, Coming from from other cities,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and putting up setting up shop in in the city that we're we're learning of
0: either that or they were there and they just weren't in the other episodes yet too. Um, because there are like kind of like the founder the founding fathers basically a fuzzy Yoda. Um, yeah, he, he's like a Pomeranian mixed with Yoda. That's what he is. And so and he's That's great. Right. Heimerdinger, Heimerdinger is an awesome character, and uh, like he has this perpetual. Just love for exploration and whatnot. But um no, I'm pretty sure it's just that they're blending more and more of the of the culture in. I think the fish people were there already. Kind of like the uh later episodes we saw them the the big um mutation. The essentially it's this um that has obviously mutated and um this oh, guy is, yeah, and this guy is basically keeping it alive to preserve the mutation and we find out a lot of stuff about what's going on there. And, yeah, that and... was in a
2: flashback and I wasn't really entirely clear what was happening then either.
0: So, yeah, no, what it was is this was old like one of the characters just ran across this this guy in his basement essentially um keeping this animal alive and this guy was uh essentially a breeder of animals. That was kind of his his thing, but he was looking for certain certain things and in the basically the toxic level of the water around, this, around certain parts of the city is so high that you're getting some interesting genitations. And so he's like, well, this is a really cool mutation. Let's see if we can stabilize that. And so he finds this exolotl that has a certain genetic mutation that it basically excretes this purple liquid that is um, highly volatile if you drink it, or once it's refined. Oh, and, I didn't make uh, that connection. Yeah. So, so that's where that stuff's coming from. And, uh, yeah, so he became he becomes a drug lord or something.
2: This has got a, a rich, uh, <laughs> complex background that you know, I, I'm slow on piecing things together sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, I can recommend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I plan on watching this two or three times through just because there are moments where I need to like I, I just need to pause and hit the record button just for like little cut scenes for my own uh Videos for my gaming channel, just for the humor that is there or the action moment that's happening. It's just it's a perfect little screenshot of time. They've really done a good job of just ensnaring moments very well and doing doing them in this. It's it's like you could pause it at any time and it's a freaking painting because it it has that look to it. At any moment, I have to pause it. And just look at the just look at the the city. Just look at how they did it. And like, how is this even computer generated? Because, you know, you when you think computer generated, you think very harsh lines and everything's symmetrical or everything looks like it could be obviously generated. No, this has like pastel smears and whatnot. I'm like, how does this work? I don't understand how they pulled the, the League really of Legends pretty. art style over into being an actual comic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Or a TV show, but uh, it kind
2: of yeah. reminds me—not not in style, but uh, in complexity. You remember uh, *Disenchanted*? Yeah, where they go to the steampunk world, yeah. and you just want to like pause it and look at the background stuff.
0: Yeah, because it's so busy. <laughs> There's things. That's happening. exactly how I feel with this. Except like <laughs> the difference when that one is—that one was like obviously making fun. Of, like, well, I'm making fun, but it was obviously stereotypical steampunk. Of everything was high society. Everything was was this just so. Except for the freak circus, which was obviously a freak circus, but (laughs) it it still felt like ho ho steampunk. Let's get our tea kind of thing. This feels this feels like there's a section of that, but then there's the working class. There is the sub working class. There is you know, and then you know all these other different things going on. And I just feel like it's a it feels like a world that Jack himself would actually thrive in, and it kind of is weirdly (laughs) scary. It's like. (gasps) I'd be sitting right there in the gray area between upper class and, and the lower scum lords. But uh so yeah, check it out. It's great. Um I actually did pull up um a trailer if you wanted to go through it. It's like to watch it or show anybody, or we could let like, just go watch it on YouTube. It's fine, it's just easy. It's called Arcane. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how
2: I, I don't know if we're legally able to stream that kind of stuff. I wouldn't
0: put the sound to it. It would just be <laughs> yeah, the thing. You know, and maybe, yeah. But um but so, real pretty. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't even do like a whole lot of it, just like a little thick just stop moments or in. But anyway, yeah, look it up. It's easy. It's fun. Um the other one I want to talk about was has anyone seen Jungle Cruise yet? It's yes. now, it's now free on on Disney Plus.
1: It's so good.
0: And it feels like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is trying to is is like I got a lot of like Indiana Jones slash the mummy vibe from it. Yeah, it was really oh, yeah. fun. With like a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean thrown. Like just, that, just yeah. for spice.
1: Yeah, because I got the, it when we were still charging for it and I ended up watching the all of the mummy movies after that. Yeah, it just <laughs> has that all, like, yeah.
0: That so much fun adventure feel of let's so go good. on an adventure.
1: Yeah, it was everybody Emily Blunt was fantastic. The whole thing oh, yeah. was just so good. Yeah. Highly recommend. I, and it's just it's funny. It's so funny.
0: Yeah. But the amount of dad jokes that were being thrown around <laughs> too just made me like best. literally my son and my wife were just looking at me with eyebrows, just like, Really? This <laughs> is your movie? And I'm like, Yeah yeah so yeah it was really good. good it had i would i'd call it almost like some sort of like aztec punk going on in the later <laughs> part of that it was just like in well, the big rock things that just
1: on oh, the conquistadors that were coming mm-hmm. after oh they were so well done yes <laughs> so, yeah yes. They were gross. I loved them. They were attacked <laughs> by canistered horse. Yes. Uh, yeah. We'll just have to shut up now and let them yeah. watch the movie. We oh, need to watch oh, it. It's good. Okay. Uh, all right.
0: Because yeah. it is like it is pre World War. It, it's during World War One. Is the yeah. time period. Um. I had to. I had to make sure of that. Because I'm sitting there going, the outfits on some of those soldiers does not fit the usual. Uh, oh, it's because it's before then.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's. It's definitely
0: worth a watch. It's really good. We will have to talk about it more when Thax has seen it. And some more of these people have seen it because I don't want to spoil your it. Homework. Because it's really nice when certain things just show up. You're like, what? How? No, this is great. How did I get away
1: from this? That is your homework <laughs> for the next time. You need to watch Jungle Cruise.
0: Watch Jungle Cruise so we can just talk okay. about it with the spoilers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and we've we've wasted an hour once again.
0: <laughs> done it.
2: So let's see. I need to uh, thank our Patreon members uh, who have uh, elected to help us out and uh, pay for our our streaming hosting on Podbean. So uh, that's uh, Claire Bear, uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, uh, Kitty, who's been on here a few times, and Rita, of course, uh, our our first patron. Thank you all. Uh, Let's see. Our music is brought to you by Zapsplat.com. Which I'm required just to, to say. Um, if you're not watching us on Facebook at Texas Teampunk Connection, you can also email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. Uh, and we're uh, a streaming podcast, uh, Texas Teampunk Connection. Podbean It can also be found on uh, iTunes and the Apple Podcast uh, space stuff. It's out there. And,
0: and if you lose it on Facebook, and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show, at any point in time when I finally get all of them posted on on, on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. Awesome. They'll be there shortly. I got a, i got a list of them that are about to just start landing. So
2: I tried to do that, and uh, YouTube said, "Uh-uh, 15 minutes or less."
0: So I'm like, "Oh, I oh yeah, you bit. have to you have to get certified and all that kind of stuff." Which, yeah. I, which I am. I'm, I'm a scared. professional youtubist apparently.
2: Jack is certifiable. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Touche sir.
2: And although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> I've figured out how to post on Twitter so that when I when I post our, our, our podcast, it shows up there. So you can look for us at TX Stream, uh, Steam, Steam Connect,
0: Connect. One. Cool. Twitter. I don't. You still know. made it very difficult.
1: I, I, offered, I didn't think that. I offered to help Flavia over the Twitter. I'll give you the same offer. <laughs> if you need help with the Twitter, let me know because I'm on there way too much. So.
0: Hello. Gotcha. Oh, you're a Twitter junkie, She's a Tweety. She's a Twitter. Yeah. A tweet. She twits. She <laughs> twits a on a tweet. daily basis. Alright. I think that's
2: all the All of her
0: obligations
2: spelled out there. Uh, does anybody else have anything to add before we sign off tonight?
1: Um, no, Rita, I have not listened to The Kingdoms on Audible yet, but I do plan to get that, so you need to let me know if it sounds good.
0: And I'm going to work and make sure we can get our guest on here next week. Uh, didn't think we'd have so much issues, because honestly, this seems to be a program that doesn't usually have problems, but I think our computer's having some other... Uh, so we'll get that worked out, and uh, we'll have her on either um, in the coming, coming episode
2: two weeks from today
0: hopefully, hopefully.
2: You're expecting uh, everybody have a great Thanksgiving if you're in the states um, and you're until not in the states. states I you don't know, know what you
0: do
2: um, you just have in regular life. Thursday supper I guess
1: <laughs> you have lots of pie
2: that, that is, is the pie holiday it's the sure. pie holiday <laughs> <laughs> alright well until next time find your cages